Oh my goodness. It's a piece of history, folks. I told Matt before we got on here, I said, man, there's people waiting for this thing. And that seems bad. That seems real, <laughs> real bad. But there's eight people here already. That seems very concerning. Um, oh my God. Oh no, Jeremy Lambert's about to arrive too. Okay, I'm going to do some technical things here and tweet this link. Bob, feel some dead air for a moment. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, Matt, how you doing? Good to see you. How are you doing, Rob? I'm all right. You know, getting closer to the weekend. Always a good thing. You know? Um, good job, Bob. Good job. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, pretty nice out today. Having some good weather. There wow. we go. Jeremy's here. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Jeremy, I give Bob, like, notice. I was like, feel dead air. I know. I saw it. And, and that it. was what you came up with. The weekend's coming up, huh? <laughs> we still have <laughs> two days to get through before the weekend. Thursday's not over. Yeah. Seems bad. Jeremy, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Joseph? I'm fabulous. We're about to dive into the law of one of wrestling Twitter's great dynamics here. <laughs> I don't Come know on. what I don't know what this show is. Amateur hour. <laughs> I have um, no idea what's going on. I do have a question. Why is the pre-show two hours before the actual show? Yeah, I, I don't know how long this is going, bro. I don't want to limit. I don't want to limit this. This could be a two-hour show. For yeah, you. we're, we we're should, going the whole two hours, Rob. No, okay. We, we should limit this. That's the thing. Okay, hang on a second. Hang on. Isn't isn't Bob the Fed guy? Don't SummerSlam have like two-hour pre-shows? WrestleMania. That's what this is. It's distraction day, Bob. Come on. Get, That's fair. Get should we should we really be modeling after yes. WWE? Yes. I've heard they're dead. I've heard the That's, Fed is dead. It's the most successful wrestling promotion in the world, Jeremy. There you go. Is sure. it wrestling though? That's where we should start. Is the WWE wrestling? First question. No, no, I want to set I want to actually I want to treat this in respect to the journalist, okay? I want to go back to the very, very start. I fair to say, Matt, right? You and I were Twitter mutuals and powers long before Bob became to invade our scene. Right? Like, I is this think true? so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, I want to throw this to you on here, okay? What is your first memory of like oh god who is this bob guy and why does he quote tweet everything oh god <laughs> all i re the, the, i just remember him tweeting about the cubs all the time it's fair like i don't even remember why i followed you and then i immediately regretted it because it was just nothing but cubs tweets and reminding us that they won the world series they did. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> correct, <yes. laughs> um, Tremendous. Yeah. No, they did. It was a good run. Uh, they're dead now. So okay. you don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay. So, so Bob, like, with that in mind, what's your first memory of the confirmed shoot? I mean, I don't like – he's one of those people that ended up on the timeline a lot. Then I followed him, and, like, he's fine. I don't have, like <laughs> – of course it would be him, right? Of course it would be him. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so initially, it's respectful enough, right? Okay, this guy's tweets a little bit annoying. You know, you're thinking, okay, the shoot, he's already on the timeline a bunch. Why don't I just follow him? And that's okay. I, I'm with that. I think I share perspectives there. Mm -hmm. However, I would say in 2019, it's fair to say, right, guys? the industry changed in more ways than one. And, and when we write, the, you know, the, the industry, we look back on it. 
we're going to say, man, AEW opened up. But what we're all going to think is that was when a lot of us were traded from the team that we'd won championships on for years. Right, Matt? Like that weird... I mean, look, maybe you can explain this better than I, but we, you were a star player, I was a bench guy, but we had been a team when it came to supporting the World Wrestling Federation. And then in came Bob and the front office kind of changed things. So map that out a little bit with your kind of experience of when you became disenfranchised with the, the Titanic World Wrestling Federation. Like when I true, uh, the build to WrestleMania with Becky and Charlotte and Ronda was when I kind of, oh. like I went to the Royal Rumble that year. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Right. And then it just kind of all went to hell. Um, and that was when I started to get frustrated. And then, you know, Bob became the poster boy of the WWF <laughs> Mecca. And I couldn't handle that. That was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just, I mean, it, it, it was gradual. And then AEW started. And I think I, was, yeah. I made fun of that for a while. So. <laughs> Yeah. People are, at some point, people are going to go back in my old tweets, and I'm going to have to delete everything because I'm going to get quote tweeted. But um. Bob knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Yes. So I, I think I can. I think I share this. Right. That's a weird time where that was when they did the thing of like you're the you're the bookers now. Like you're the audience decides the show. You know, mm-hmm. like we're going to call up eight people with no plans, and they did all that stuff. Now, my question is, because I genuinely don't remember, but I'm certain I know the answer. Bob, how did you feel about the build to that WrestleMania? I mean, it's exciting because I had tickets for it. Like, it was my first one I was going to. So it's like, you know, you want it to be good, obviously. Um, you know, like. It's like. Well, you know, I was like excited to be going to it in hindsight. Yeah. Like, is it a WrestleMania that I enjoy? In the moment, I enjoyed it, you know, being there, but like, I haven't gone back and rewatched it because it's eight hours long and. Most of my favorites lost, including the revival who lost to Hawkins and Ryder. Yes, that was a great night. I don't remember disliking that show. I think I liked that WrestleMania, honestly. Mm. Okay, that's fair. I mean, look, I think you know, fine show, right? I remember Batista and Triple H went an hour and all that good stuff. But I will, I remember <laughs> yeah. a vivid game. I'll never forget this, Matt. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about here. You know, you and I are out there and we're running some pick and roll and, and we're doing our thing. And, like, all of a sudden, all we hear is post-up Bob, right? And Bob is out there. <laughs> we get we get yanked for these guys we don't recognize. And all of a sudden, the, the offense is running through O'Neill. And this is what you were talking about. He became the face of the team. And then something happened that changed all of our lives. And Bob is now getting there, slowly but surely, the double or the nothing, right? 2019, one of those moments, right, Matt? One of those occasions where you sit back and you say, paradigm shift. That ain't even the phrase for it, right? This was a this was a cultural game changer. I've spoken oh. to you about this. Dustin and Cody was the one, but like, just go go through that because I was like you. I think we both ended with like, oh, this is probably not going to be for us. And by the end, it was like, hmm, I probably can watch this and have fun with it. Oh yeah, I mean, I was calling it Cody's Vanity Fed, and <laughs> you know, basically making fun of it. But I was like, we'll give it a shot. Um, and well, see, I could tell things were going to be bad when Cody did the the sledgehammer to the throne because I thought it was hilarious and not like, not like all oh, this is brilliant and this is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen, but it was like, this is funny. If nothing else, it's funny. And my whole timeline got furious. Like, Oh, they're gotten to all oh, this. And that was when I was like, okay, this is going to go bad. <laughs> like this is going to get bad. Yeah. 
And then Cody and Dustin was awesome. Yes. And that was when I was like, okay, this is this is the wrestling I grew up on because I I watched the Fed, but I also was a WCW guy. Um, hell, I watched Global and USWA on ESPN every day at four PM, mm-hmm. I think, or three, whatever it was. So I wasn't like hardcore. WWF is all there is. Like I had gotten there because there wasn't anything else, and I wasn't going to watch. You know, I never got into Ring of Honor or TNA or so. Yeah, I mean, it was that night, and then Moxley came out, and that was kind of like, see, and I promised her I wouldn't talk about her too much on this show, but I watch wrestling with my wife. You know, I, I've grown up watching mm-hmm. wrestling with my sister, and then with my, like, I've never really watched wrestling by myself. Right. And so Moxley showing up and her being like, okay, I'm going to watch this, that made it a real thing, because it's like, it's not going to be me by myself tweeting with nine losers on the timeline like <laughs> this is actually going to be a shared experience that i can have yes I, look, i'm going to break the bit here for a minute and say that is like you talked about ring of honor but you mentioned like you wasn't going to get into those and it's like man that's the big thing with AEW that people don't get is like how much more palatable it is to normal humans than like those other shows and i love all like wrestling is what it is but like my brother is back into wrestling exclusively through AEW. My dad can watch AEW without thinking I'm a, I'm a lunatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just a good wrestling show. So with that in mind, Bob, why are you such a piece of shit and why do you hate on it? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I did it first. Like, I mean, you guys even admitted it. There was a lot of stuff that was easy to make fun of at first. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of the people that I was uh, associating with and talking to um, was like, oh, this is going to be dumb like all the other attempted promotions have been dumb and that's you know not even true like tna was good for a while um Mm. yeah you know um but yeah so it's like you know i kind of fell into the kind of group think that happens a lot with people um and i think you know we've talked about this with jack and matt just brought it up too like only having the one promotion for pretty much my entire life um kind of skewed things too i think a little bit um i think that's why you know, most of the people who are, you know, loyal or were loyal to the WWE at that time, um, you know, are around my age because they only had the one promotion for so long. I mean, there's a couple older people, too, that are just weird people who, I mean, well, never mind. This, this, well, is, this, my nice pal. this, this isn't behind the paywall. I can't. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, It's just so it's kind of like how it was. And, yeah, I mean, they were like, like. I don't know that that fucking rally they did in the parking lot to like start the promotion was weird. Um, that's the thing that a lot of people made fun of them for. I still haven't seen Cody and Dustin and all that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we want to stay chronological here, so I'll get into more stuff in a little bit. Okay. Well, we've staying chronological. I need to ask you, Bob, Matt mentioned the classic throne destruction that has since been immortalized in action figure form. Um, how many, like, how many walls did you punch a hole through when you saw that? Like, how angry were you? Did you cry? Did you, what did you do that night? I don't remember specifically. I'm sure I was not happy about it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, the shoot has vanished, folks. He it left, seems bad. Left in so, a rage. So I rate you, you being upset about Codeman. He has departed the stream here live on air, folks. No, oh, man. Um, it's, you know what is crazy, though, Bob? Seriously. Is that feels like that feels like a decade ago? Oh yeah, right? 
Well, I think everything before 2020 at this point yes. feels like just so long ago because that year just took so long to get through. Um, yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like when you think about it, you put it that way that AEW's only been around for what, two and a half years. I mean, yeah, like their, so their first show was May 2019. So, yeah, like we're literally, let's be real, it really starts when Dynamite comes in the air. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're not even really at two, at like two years. And it's like, they're doing okay, right? I don't yeah. really going to die anytime soon, Bob. No, I don't think so either. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh, and I'd lose my internet. It's fine. It's fine. I, I thought you just stormed out when Bob said he was upset about tri- Triple H's throne being shared. Um, okay, so, this, so, I mean, so we're at level nothing. And what are you going to say, Bob? Well, in, in hindsight, it's kind of hilarious just based on what's happened with Triple H the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's break the timeline for this. How funny is it, Matt, that the Pissant company is like almost certainly going to run him out of the office? Uh, and see, here's the thing. I... I've changed my mind on Triple H like 45 times. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that NXT wasn't incredible there for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but man, the second he got pressure put on him, like, he couldn't handle it. No. I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly they fell apart. Like, well, that's what I was actually going to get to. So, like, you know, the TNT deal is around, that's coming up. And, like, I vividly remember um, someone messaging me and being like, you know, what do you think they're going to do numbers wise? And, dude, I legit guessed they were going to do like 350K. I legitimately, I looked at the being the elite numbers on YouTube, which was like 100K. And I was like, you know, like, because Jericho is a big name, but like, I didn't think he was going <laughs> to. Dude, they did. I will never forget when they put that press release out that was like, hey, Marathon, not a sprint. I was like, oh, shit, they got their asses kicked, right? Yeah. So I wanted to get your reactions. So, Matt, you first. What was your – when you saw that come out, was it like, oh, game on, this is going to be oh, serious? Yeah, I mean, the second you saw the number, you knew it was a big deal. Right. I thought I thought about 750K. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but that was my guess was like – you know, I thought – because I saw – I thought – four or five hundred seemed low but i didn't think they'd do a million um and then they did 1.5 which i mean they they haven't come close to getting back to that yet but yeah yeah i mean you knew right away like that something was different this time i mean i don't think you know because people will compare it to to tna and the numbers that tna did and i mean rob you can explain this better than anyone you know people consume media differently now it's true Um, but (laughs) Like, you can just, you can tell the difference. Like, you really can tell. Like, yeah, more people watched TNA back then, but it didn't feel like this does. It never did. I mean, people didn't spend money on TNA. They watched it on Spike TV or whatever channel it was on, and that was the end of it. They didn't really seem to care about it that much. You didn't hear about it. You didn't see, you know, the buzz ever. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I'll put it this way, man, to, to kind of confirm everything you just said. The other day in Chicago, they sold more tickets in half an hour than TNA did for any US event ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, you know, and it's not even about dunking on TNA. Well, it kind of is. That's funny. But, like, it's the truth. It, and I think part of it is if you leave WWE and go to TNA, it's, even at its height, like, dude, you're doing, you know, four weeks of tapings, 
Orlando, like it's not it's not the same as AEW. You're just going from one touring promotion across the country to another. Like it still feels like the big time. So I agree. Now, Bob, when you saw that rating, did you consider just quitting all wrestling discussion on your timeline? <laughs> uh, what was that like towards the fall of 2019? Yeah, that's just the, about, the first one. Did you just consider October. like is this the end? Yeah, is this the end? That's about when I uh, stopped talking about wrestling publicly. Yeah. Yes. Wow, well, I didn't. I wasn't even aware of that. Is that? Hang on, what do you mean? What happened? I didn't know about this. Well, I mean, it was kind of a thing that kept building. Where it's like I don't feel like continually arguing with people all day about this anymore. Wow, this feels like therapy when Bob talks. You notice that, Matt? It's, 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 no, I, I mean, I agree with him completely. Like the whole yeah. point of of doing this is that I can talk about wrestling again without getting like some weird dude replying to me in my mentions and being like. You know, like I would tweet about Dynamite those first that first month and everyone would just reply to me telling me they're watching NXT. And it's like, I mean, that's great, bro. I mean, OK, good for you. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not. And here's the thing. And I'm going to keep saying here's the thing because it pops me. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> I have my opinions about WWE and yeah. and we could talk about that all day. I don't really want to, but we could. Um but I have never gone on Twitter and told people to stop watching it or like, if you like this, you're a loser or yeah. any of that weird stuff that some people do. Like, if you like WWE, great, man. Like, I find, do whatever you like. That's cool. For me, it doesn't work for me anymore. It stopped working for me. I don't need your feedback telling me that this thing I like sucks. Like, what, there, there's no positive interaction that could come out of that. Like, what's your point? Like, I like this. You don't. Cool. Let's go on about our day. Doesn't mean we can't be friends, you know, because that's mm -hmm. a whole other thing that people do that's weird. Like, oh, you're a WWE yeah. guy. You're an AEW guy. We we can't interact anymore. That's right. just as weird. But, like, it's harmless, man. It's pro wrestling. Like, we're just all trying to be happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think I think it's sorry, Bob. But I just to add to that, like, I think it's also weird that like your wrestling opinions get put on this scale of like positive and negative. You know, like why are you being a hater for not liking Raw, and then that same guy will tweet like Dynamite sucked, huh? It's like, it's, like, bro, like, it's just we're talking wrestling. It really isn't that deep. But there is a big question here from a power about it, so I need to. Uh, this is directed Bob. Someone asked Bob if Seth Rollins is the guy. Bob, that is a terrific question and incredibly actually very, very, very relevant to our 2019 talk here. So go ahead, Bob. I think like up until after he won the Rumble, he was like, because he was real good for a while. And then yes. it's kind of after winning the title, didn't really do much. And, uh, you know, Brock had to come back and save him at SummerSlam. And then uh, just from there, kind of cratered. Okay, are we, Matt, do you want me to throw it to you on Seth Rollins or should we leave that one? Well, look, I'm debating whether I, okay, so Seth Rollins is a baby face. When you get to the top of the WWE as a baby face, you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's not even to defend him because, God, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that, that, these people throw at Kenny Omega, who isn't even my favorite. Like I like him, but he's not like right. some top tier. That's Seth Rollins. Like they're both dorks. You know, not not that I'm not. They're both 
you know, but they're both, they're easily gotten to like, they're the same guy basically. But if you like one company, then one guy's good and the other guy's bad. He's shaking his head. No, I'm about to get buried here. He's he's going to take your side. I feel he's just going to do like a really strong take on it. Jeremy, what are you thinking here? Jeremy, we can't hear you. Seems bad. Why are we slandering Kenny Omega, the goat? We're, we're, we're not. We're like that's we're fair. making it. We're making it seem that way so we don't get in trouble. Yeah, I'm forgetting I'm not on Twitter, so I'm like guarding my thoughts a little bit. No, I don't you don't have to do that on here. Everybody, yeah. well, this this is free. This but is like... free. Definitely do it on here, Matt. <laughs> Matt definitely, definitely do it on here. <laughs> Once we get behind the paywall full time, we can bury this guy, but not now. No, my, my, my real take on Omega is I think he's tremendous, but he's not like there's a difference between great and my favorite. Yes. And he's he's in the great category, no doubt. But he's not like in my top ten favorite. Now there's a dip because I used to not like him just because I read stuff on Twitter. That I that's gone. Like I get I get it now. He's very good. He's just not my favorite guy. Right. You should uh, have better taste, as far Man. as I'm concerned. Look, he's in the same promotion with Cody, so he's going to get overshadowed no matter what. Because Cody's <laughs> the best professional wrestler. <laughs> More on that later. Anyway, I do want to ask you this, though, while Bob's out here being a coward. Um, are the Young Bucks closer to your favorite list than Kenny? No. No, they're, they're, not. they're, on, they're on about the same tier. Okay. Um, I think they're getting there for me, man. The Bucks are amazing, dude. <laughs> I get what the Bucks are doing now, like, yeah. and it's hilarious that people are so gotten to it because it got it's so clear what they're doing. Like, but they're very good. Like, I was a hundred percent wrong about both of them, and that was my own fault because I didn't even really watch them. I just went along with everyone else burying them, kind of like Rob does now. Sure. Um, you know, you do well. The, the key is you just have to to quote tweet something and put sorry to hear that. So that you can pop the eight guys that you're trying to stay cool with. Um, Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Speaking of such, hang on, I have a, I have a couple of things that I have big issues with with Bob. And one of them, you're in big trouble, Bob. We're going to get to that later. That was much more recent. What is this new shit where Bob has stopped? Like, he used to do this thing, and I would accept it, where he would go, it's a shame Carl Anderson has to hang with these dogs. And all of his friends were like, Carl's also a dog, so now he just includes the machine gun. What the hell is that about, Bob? Can you explain no, I like Carl Anderson. He's cool. So why don't you be more <laughs> open about that? On, why don't you be more honest about that on Twitter, Bob, you coward? I don't even mind Luke Gallows. I just think it's funny to call them the Bad Brothers. I don't think it's funny, Bob. I really don't think it's funny. It upsets me quite a bit. I'm going to be honest with you, man. He's getting real with <laughs> So speaking of the Good Brothers, because that was a big one, I think, was that whole – that first set of releases was a big day. Yes. Right. That was you know that was when suddenly everyone was a, a shareholder and was explaining the way it works in, well, in public business. Hold on. Just the thing is, every company is going to have to do it. You know. Oh yeah. Um, good point. Just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. It is what it is. Yes. It's definitely normal to treat pro wrestlers like they work in like an Amazon store rather than being like you know premier athletes that work for the biggest wrestling organizer. Definitely normal. But anyway, this is a big this is a big one, and I'm waiting to see what Bob says. But Matt, I think I know your answer. Uh, when did you start burning WWF merchandise? <laughs> You know, um, that first release day, like my car got broken into and radio got taken, so I missed all of the discourse, and I actually preferred that to being on Twitter. Coward, absolute yeah. coward. So, when are you gonna start burning stuff, Bob? Uh, pretty soon, man. I don't have anything I want to burn. I uh, 
I only buy stuff from people that I like. I could burn my revival shirt, I guess, but I still wear it. So. Okay. I have, I'll be fair. I'll balance this out, Matt. How close was you to rejoining WWF Mecca when Bray Wyatt dropped the belt to Bill Goldberg? That was that was hilarious. <laughs> I watched that. Yeah, that's the only match I watched from that show, and I lost my mind. It's great. The best thing about that was this is one thing I'll never forget. Was exclusively my timeline spent that match build up being like. He's not gonna beat Bray. Why are you guys complaining, <laughs> right? This is all I read. He's he's not gonna beat him. It's the theme. They're building him for Roman. It's like, okay, guys, okay. Bill wins. I go on to one and everyone's like, makes perfect sense to me, man. I mean, I, I get it. It's like, <laughs> Did I miss something here? Like that's my that's my favorite Twitter thing. So why do you guys do that, Bob? I mean, I, I was fine. I thought Goldberg was gonna win the whole time, so I'm not really but that's an, that's a mere example. Why here's a question. When they do something that we've all collectively agreed they was not going to do, why do we then have to pretend we thought they were going to do it generally? I guess because you're supposed to think that they always like have a plan, because but they don't <laughs> usually. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you're supposed to think, though, because that's what you'd like to think, that they're not just kind of throwing things together. This is a big day, right, Matt? We know this is coming. It's inevitable. Everyone comes to the fleet in the end. But like when that happens, Bob is, Bob's ours, right? When we get Brock, my God. Amazing times. It's going to be tough to hear that he's no big loss and he was never actually good. That's going to... That's a great point. Okay. Matt, who was the wrestler that they told you sucked where you was like, enough is enough, I'm out of the game? Was there one of those for you? Christian, Andrade. Um, I was already out by then, but yeah, yeah those were two. Yeah. The Andrade one was insane because I there was people... like He was like everyone's favorite wrestler there for a good year, like... You know, if you want to, if you want to say that he wasn't as good on the main roster, and you want to try to blame him for that, I I don't agree with you, but I can I can accept it. But to say he was like you never really liked him, or like you know he was never really as good as people said he was. When come on, like come on, yes. like you're you're just lying to yourself. Like don't don't do that. Like and and look, we all do that on some level. I don't even sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a natural thing where, like, look at Malachi Black. Like, he's won me over already. And, yeah, it's probably because the presentation's different and he's on the show I like. So, you know, there is a nat there is a natural thing to that. Like, if you genuinely – if this is a thing you like, then your choices are, okay, am I going to let this person I don't like ruin this thing I like? Or am I going to try to find – things that I like about it so that I mm -hmm. can continue to, to like this thing. I mean, that's, that's natural, but we go a little too far with it. I think. <laughs> I mean, with that in mind, I'm going to tell everyone a story about my pal Matt here, who about a week ago, two weeks, maybe I was doing this bit, which he did not understand and did not like where I would ask Tony Khan to hire Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and one time I did it and Matt goes, he literally just says, please shut the fuck up about Bray Wyatt. Okay. <laughs> So then, about ten days later, poor Bray gets his release papers, and I'm a, I'm going in all of these DMs, people trying to ask you what's going on. And I go to Matt, and he's got in there. Imagine Bray and Jake the Snake. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hang on a second here, Pedro. What's going and, on here? And the but, best part of that is that was a bit, and then I started thinking about, it and I was like, wait, <laughs> like maybe, you know, maybe. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's just true. I mean, like I think. 
I've seen people doing it with that guy, Buddy, and I'm just like, oh, bro, like, we're oh, really doing on. this. Like, he didn't miss for, like, a full year, you know? Like, this is not dead. But that's what Bob's friends do. So, Bob, what's your comment on that? You know, um, I, I don't think I don't think you should do that. You know, obviously, these yeah. are very good. <laughs> good call. Um, good call, Bob. You know, most wrestlers these days are good. Um, <laughs> I, I have one. Can I, I'm cutting you off, Bob. I don't care. <laughs> Samoa Joe. Do you remember when he got cut and he was washed and then NXT re-signed him and everyone was like, Joe, 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 that was fun, right? Do you remember that one? That was a good one. That didn't upset me at all. Um, speaking of such, Matt, how do you feel about the fact that John Moxley is basically just Dean Ambrose with a different name? Am I right? People still make – people still do that. Like, if – look, it, that's one of those ones where it's like when you read that tweet, you're like, okay, you don't watch the show. Yeah. Which is fine, but you don't know what you're talking about. Which look, I don't tweet about WWE hardly at all. You know, and maybe occasionally I'll make a joke or something, but like I don't watch the show, so I don't have anything to say about it. Like, yeah. what am I gonna say? I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's like that's the most glaring thing you see on Twitter is ninety nine percent of the stuff that's negative about AEW is clearly people who don't watch the show. Like you don't you're not, you have no context. You're just making things up. You saw a GIF, you know, your buddy made a tweet. So you had to, you had to jump in and quote tweet the same thing to, you know, so you could all high five each other. Um, yeah. Like it's, there's just, and there's that look, we always do this and we don't need to do it. And you've said we don't, but like, it's not perfect. Nobody's saying right. it's perfect, yeah. but like, come on. Moxley yeah. is tremendous, and I don't like you're lying to yourself if you think otherwise. Like, mm -hmm. the guy is a massive star, they present him perfectly. You know, he's not the greatest in ring guy ever, but he's he knows exactly what he needs to do, and yeah, you know, he's very good at what he does. Like, if it's not your thing, then that's that's a whole nother thing, and that that's always this is all subjective, right? You know, but we don't present our opinions that way a lot of the time and so we end up just looking like idiots like mm -hmm. there's a difference between this guy sucks and hey i don't really like this personally yes there's a very yeah. i talk about this a lot on the show like people will do this thing with cody where they're like yeah but like and then the bell rang right and it's like listen guys i've watched a lot of old wrestling cody is not a and then the bell rang guy there's very few of those in wrestling now everyone's no. like good mechanically mm. they are good it's just whether you're into them or not by the way speaking of AEW criticisms that like you don't watch the show immediately when people do the thing where they're like now their roster's too big right it's okay when they don't use guys it's like dude they get like 90 people on that show every week they rotate the roster like if you watch it for just a month and bob's probably the best person to speak to this because you and i are completely in the cold but bob like they rotate that roster different than wwe does right? that's fair to say yes yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they have, you know, 70 or 75 people on, like, even just on a dynamite, which is impressive. Was FTR your team where it was like people told you they were bad and you was like, you know what? Fuck these people. People told me they were bad still when they were in WWE. So, you know, I mean, well, working, working the new day and uh, oh, no, they're bad now. Yeah, my favorite thing with the revival is when it was like, you know, they may have had great matches, but, like, Roddy and O'Reilly had better matches, so maybe they just suck after all, you know? Like, if someone has better matches, just immediately they must be bad. But, yeah, I, I'll say this much, though. As much as they rotate that roster, that's a team I actually do wish was on more. 
do you agree with me on that shoot? Like, I, I think FTR, we could get more tag matches out of them. When they first came in, we were getting them at a good rate. Seems like injuries have slowed them a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, they're injuries, unfortunately. And then I think they're, like, you can clearly tell there's people on the roster that, that uh, Tony Khan presents differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's people who who every match they have is supposed to be a big deal. And I think FTR is one of those. They present them that way. And even Santana and Ortiz, they present that way, which is fascinating when people say that, that, you know, they've been wasted and which, yeah, they, they haven't been tag champs yet. And that's unfortunate. Um, Hopefully we get there, but like they've clearly been presented as important the entire time they've been there. Yeah. Yes. Some of that was as Jericho's henchmen, so maybe mm-hmm. you know Jericho was the important one. But they've always, like, they protect so much of their roster. Like yeah. every time that's, you know, there's probably twenty people on that roster where every time they wrestle, it's supposed to be a big deal. Like, and whether you feel it is or not, that's up to you. But it's supposed to be like that's what they want you to feel like is this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't ever see. Your revival or FTR is hardly ever on the YouTube shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I mean, there's a clear hierarchy there where there's a handful of people who aren't ever hardly on YouTube shows. And when they are, it's like, that's the hook. Like Moxley this week was like, holy shit, Moxley's on dark this week. Like you guys should watch it. And then they hype it for three days. Like, so they're clearly in that tier. Um, Sure. I'd like to see them more, but I like, I mean, Honestly, the way they rotate their roster is literally my favorite thing about the company. Mm. I don't need to see this. That, and that was the big thing. That was one of the big things for WWE that, that I got sick of. Like, it was the same show every week. Like, you know, obviously that's a little oversimplification. But, you know, it felt mm. like, you know, you're watching the same matches. You're watching the same people. You're seeing half the roster lose every week. Which, and yeah, I mean, I know Joe and I talk about how the records pop us. They put those records on the screen and they're just utterly ridiculous. Like, yeah. this guy's 33, 2 and 5. And it's like, you know, 20 of those wins are over people that aren't under contract. But who cares? Like, you, like if you have a favorite wrestler, and I, honestly, I'm not, I've never watched wrestling for my favorite wrestler. So that's not my experience. Like that's even like we've talked about Buddy Murphy and he's one of my top guys. If he doesn't go to AEW, I'll survive. And like, I don't, he's one of my favorite wrestlers and I may not watch whatever show he goes to because that's just not how I watch wrestling. But Mm. you can see your favorite people win a lot. Like, as opposed to seeing them lose 15 times in four months. Like, it makes a huge difference. Like, it's much easier to care about everyone. You can be jaded and say they're beating people that doesn't ma- that don't matter. But if you if you decide to follow wrestling the way that, that it's meant to be followed, which is, you know, a weird thing to say because everything's changed. But, yeah. like, that's the way wrestling's supposed to be, is, like, you see everyone win, and then the only time they lose is when it matters. Like, that's every dynamite. There's not really throwaway dynamite matches besides the women, which is a whole other topic. But like everything on dynamite is supposed to matter. It's not a filler, which is yeah. kind of, you know, you got three, two, three hours of TV and you're filling half of it because you don't have any idea what to do. That's not great. 
It's not. Um, it definitely is true that like you feel when one of your favorite guys has a big dynamite match, it's like an event to you, right? It's like, oh, it's like even last night, dude, in that six man, like, we know this, man. Kingston works every every YouTube show, right? He's on it all the time. Yeah. But when he works dynamite, it's like, oh man, we're gonna see King on the on the big show. That act, by the way, I have to say this. Listen, wrestling's subjective. Dude, Moxley and Kingston, if you can't get any pleasure out of those two dudes, that whole presentation, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, and I'll throw this to Bob because I feel like Bob's good. Like, he gets what I'm saying here. You can hate everything on AEW. Brother, Moxley and Kingston is an act that could have been in a time. It could have come from 85, 75, 99. Like, it's oh, yeah. just money, right? No, and you know, just the entrance alone is just such good stuff. Like, the entrance they did at uh, Double or Nothing just... Yeah. One of the coolest things I've ever seen in wrestling. Look at that. Look at that. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Right? Now, here we go. I have a really, and, and the power, he's not missing. By the way, this is funny. This is very funny. Watch me every time. Now, here's the thing, okay? I'm really glad this got brought up because <laughs> this is my chance to finally settle the score. <laughs> here is the situation. I'm going to lay this out one last time. And we're going to move on forever. I'll never comment on it again, okay? <laughs> My comment was, I like this wrestler. He's a good promo. Guys, do you think they should let him talk sometimes? <laughs> the end. I got completely, I got abused. I got villainized, vilified. I don't know what the situation was, but I would like Bob to explain to me once and for all on air with Matt here as a sort of, <laughs> you know, middleman, why I was an asshole for wanting a wrestler I like to be able to talk when he is a promo guy. Well, because, you know, uh, he didn't do anything for anyone. So no one cares if he did something for you, man. You're you're in the minority here, so you just got to deal with that. And wow. see, I re you called me the middleman, and I really am here because I'm not really a fan. Right. And and the best part is, like, I really enjoy that we're – I mean, it's on the screen, but we're not saying who we're talking about. <laughs> but um, I'm not really a fan, but I could also appreciate that they – completely set him up to fail like well yeah and you know what the thing is like not to cut you off but would i have given you. would i have given a shit if he won like the u.s title like do i remember who won the u.s title in 2018 no no one does because it, it doesn't matter yeah so it's like you know you give him that you give him like a feud or two i don't know it would have been fine like i mean look guys i Literally, Moxley himself was like, "Yeah, man, they completely murdered that guy." Yeah. Like, he literally said, "Him's like." It, here's the thing: I think mean, pissed me off about this, and I'm actually being sincere when I say it pissed me off because this is the kind of stuff that eventually makes you just go, "You know what? Fine, I don't, I don't want to talk about this show with you guys." You know, that's serious. Like, no, that, that I've 100 got there. Yeah, like because at some point, he's like, "I would rather you guys just say to me, yes, right, they're, they're burying him. They're fucking rather than saying to me he's bad anyway. So why should I care?'" It's like, "Well, I like the guy." <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? But yeah. nonetheless, I will not cry live on air. Um, look at this. A <laughs> little, little bit of love here. I agree. That was, Matt, you need to clip that. Like You did like a monologue on the AEW booking philosophy that they're going to put in the 30 for 30 one day. Um, <laughs> this is, dude, did you 15 and 4? He walked in there last night. The Blade. Oh. That's, oh, man, that's the thing, too, because that seems to be on the timeline late, lately is like the Blade's not good. Are you kidding oh. me? Dude, that's a tremendous professional wrestler. He rules. Oh, he's God, great. he's so good. 
And I I thought like the butcher was the guy in that act, but yes. uh, Blade's really stepped up. He's the like he's the act in terms of like he looks hilarious and he's fun. Mm-hmm. But he would if he was sitting in out, he would say like the blade is the worker. He's a vet, he's been around for like 20 years. He actually came through, Bob, with, with our close personal friend, the machine gun Carl Anderson. So so there you go, a little bit of trivia for you regarding the blade. By the way, guys, um what the hell is happening on Dynamite next week? Did I miss something, Matt? Like what <laughs> They they ran through the card and it was like, like is is Jericho Wardlow main event? What's the deal next week? What are we thinking? It seems like that's the main event. What? Well, I mean, because you can't do the the Impact Tag Titles. Obviously, isn't the main event. Yeah. Um, and they did Statlander and uh, Nyla. Uh, yeah, I'm going blank there. And obviously, that's not the main event. Um, they did they really are those the only three matches they announced? Yeah, mm-hmm. they normally announce like four or five, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's more coming. They'll they'll announce them through the week, like they do. But yeah, it's definitely a, and I hope that doesn't become a trend because that's one of my favorite things that they do. Is like I like that you pretty much know everything that's going to happen when the show. Like, yeah, yes. they're going to surprise you, but you know exactly what you're coming into. Like, you usually know the entire show before the show comes on. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I hope they don't go away. Like, I wonder if if that's because of Rampage. And so I hope that doesn't become a trend. Like, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that, no, is, that is, that's probably the least amount they've announced for dynamite maybe ever. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Like, like WWE does it like a TV show, right? Like we're going to set up an arc and complete it tonight. Like you mm-hmm. have opening segment last week. AEW is basically treated like a two hour sports block where it's like, these are the matches this week. These are the guys in the league that you're going to see. Like I, I agree with you that, I don't mind if just this next week they're like, okay, let's let's treat Dynamite in a way that it's almost more of a like a lead in to to rampage because it's the pre- it's the premiere. I get it, and right. even next week with United Center, but like long term, I don't want that to be a thing because frankly, they have more than enough guys to treat both like a huge deal. So that that shouldn't be a problem. Bob, you had something to say about that? I thought, what were you going to say, pal? Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying like they might just kind of stack rampage the next couple weeks just you know considering you know it's the first one and then that united center show is going to be a big deal whether or not you know punk ends up showing up just because they're in you know a building that has like whether or not yeah i know i know but no i'll be let's be clear if punk doesn't show up on that show tony khan has lost his mind yes like there's no way around that like yeah like that they're that there's been times where stuff has happened and they've been like, oh, they're not going to recover from this. And it's been, come on. Yeah. Come on. No, I if, if CM Punk doesn't show up on that rampage, <laughs> I'm not going to say they're not going to recover from it, but there's going to be a massive hit. Like, there's no way. There's The only way that could happen would be like if Punk loses his mind and was like, yeah. And I, I mean, I, like, there's no way. There's no okay. way. <laughs> I'm imagining a scenario, okay, where Punk doesn't show and instead they bring out Bud Murph and you and I are on Twitter like, yeah, here we go, baby. Oh, that would be tremendous because we would be sincere with it too. But like, ah, Punk's corner. We got some Bud Murph in the territory. That's fine with us. No, That's, you're right. It, it would be crazy. That show's going to be fascinating to me too, honestly, because AW's crowd usually cooperates them, with them more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, everyone's going to be there to see punk. And it's like, if you save that till the end of the show, like it's going to be interesting. What? I mean, I think they're going to load the show up anyway, so it probably won't matter, but there's like you, I, I can just see, you know, if you send, and I, 
Like I loved the match last night, but it's just the example I can think of. If you send Bunny versus Layla out there, mm-hmm. right. when everyone's waiting for Punk, I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. But you can't kick off the show with him either because then what's the rest of the show? Like Yeah. It's a th- that's going to be an interesting show to lay out. That's a, that because we haven't seen a show like that in a long time where one guy is the right. hook. like when it, when's the last time that was truly because WWE generally when they do stuff like this they don't tell you they don't yeah. tease it like this they don't make it very clear that this is happening without actually saying it. Um, so that's it's a one off. Yeah. It's a it's a historical one off too because wrestling by its nature the schedule is laid out right whereas because rampage is so new they've like a, they've invented a show basically for this mm-hmm. this is this will never be recreated it's a one-off so yeah you're damn right they, they want to send punk out there right you don't want to blow it yeah. yeah well it's a one-off but then they might do the same thing with another guy in a month i mean it's not in his hometown but it's another big show where you know you think brian's coming in no no, no yeah. I, I but what i'm saying is like i get that but what i mean is literally this show has been like constructed this oh, taping yeah. particularly yes yes just to to do the punk thing is what mm. i love is what I'm and, so, and i don't even think we appreciate how insane that is no like they announced a united center show on a Wednesday, yeah, they put the tickets on sale, pre-sale on a Friday, on sale on Monday. I think, unless I'm forgetting, yeah. And they sold it out immediately. And this was for a show that it was like two weeks away. Yeah. Like, I don't think we fully appreciate how insane everything is, right? And it's funny because Joe and I spent what three months talking about how insane everything was going to get when July got here. It's crazy, and, yeah, yeah. And it's like. And generally with wrestling, what will happen is we do that, and then it's like, eh, okay. And yeah. it's been even more than I think we – like, yeah. every week there's something insane happening. Like, we haven't seen anything like this in a long, long time. No, and I've talked about this specifically too. Like, I don't think people realize how big of a deal it is to just run the United Center because that's not a yeah. building that runs wrestling. The last the- TV show there was Nitro. Mm-hmm. Dude. This guy stepped further. Like, Raw was – well, I'm going to say Chicago, okay? Please don't do me on bit here. I'm talking real <laughs> life. Raw did Chicago this Monday, just gone. AEW is doing Chicago three times in a week in mm-hmm. like what, a month, right? Yeah. There could not have been a worse time to just be like, you know what, Center, here we come. Dude, I did not appreciate I've got to be honest with you, man. I talked to Bob about Punk the night before it was announced because I didn't know any of that news. Bob apparently did because he's a scoopster. And, and I, I said to Bob, I was like, I don't really think Punk like that big of a deal because, like, you know, it's been a long time. He was on that shitty WWE show. Brother, Sean got that scoop. We were, like, Fightful was trending. <laughs> like, I just didn't realize how big a deal it was, you know? Yeah. Well, no, and I saw some people be like, oh, you know, he was on the backstage, you know, he lost in UFC. No one cares. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it's not going to matter. Well, the other thing, too, is, and it's kind of true with Brian, too, but I think even more so with Punk, is he is a bigger star with the people that AEW appeals to yes. than he is maybe mainstream. Like, do I think Punk's going to take them to two million or something? Like, obviously not. But to the people that were already kind of interested in AEW and maybe some people who were on the fence, like, this is a big deal. Like this, this was their guy before AEW existed. Like, and I was one of these people. Like Punk, I mean, I'm wearing a Punk shirt from seven years ago, right? Eight years ago, right now. Like, 
that was your guy. Like, even though he was in WWE, he he was very good at, at being like, yeah, I'm in WWE, but I'm not their guy. Like, mm-hmm. even when he kind of was, like, he never fully was, but there was a time when they were, you know, clearly they were pretty invested in it. And yet he was able to present himself as an outsider pretty much the entire time he was there. And so it yeah. plays perfectly into what what's about to happen. And then And then obviously it's the, like, you can't discount the fact that there's all these people that like this guy and they haven't been able to see him do what he's about to do for seven years. And maybe he won't be good anymore. I doubt it. Like I, you know, he was never, um, you know, this, this top tier peak, uh, work rate. Like, like he's going to be fine. Like he will adapt. He'll do what he needs. And his, like, he's immediately one of the top promo guys in the company. Like, I, it's a no, I'm not surprised would be what would be my reaction. And I, I, it sucks because I've been trying to find the receipts in my DMS because <laughs> there's definitely people. I said, look, punk versus Omega in 2021, this is going to happen. Like yeah. I, when he, I think I talked to you about this, Joe, when he went on Renee's podcast you did, yep. and they talked about wrestling and I immediately, I think <sighs> you and a couple other people, I went, dude, I, I think he's coming back. Like he's yeah. talking about this way differently than he's ever talked about it before. Yeah. Like you can tell he's starting to get interested again. And and I like what he said where he doesn't really want to do stuff he's done before. And I'll be interested to see if he sticks to that. Like and there I mean, there's not a whole lot in AEW that he's done before. Jericho, I don't think you need to do punk versus Jericho. I don't need yeah. to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Moxley you can do because Moxley's totally different now. Like, yeah. I think you, I don't want to, you don't do it right away. Like that doesn't need to be one of his first few matches, but you can go to it eventually. I think you have to. Yes. No, I would have, Jeremy, yeah, hello? Are you? I, I have uh, a big scoop that I believe will uh, interest you, Joseph Holbert. Buddy Murphy has named his dream opponent Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew, I knew that was his thing. They've been a tag team for me on many a TW, Jeremy. I, <laughs> I believe that 100%. Yeah. Great team. Hell of a fucking team. Anyway, I appreciate it, Jeremy. Thanks for the insight. Um, <laughs> what was we talking about? CM Punk. That should be his role. I love that yes. his role is just to come in and give us an update, like the like the radio news guy at the top of the hour. <laughs> Dude, I have to be honest with you. When he said Buddy Murphy, my I was like, oh, I know, my me, God, what's about? Me too. <laughs> and he was like, dream match, Dolph Ziggler. But anyway... I have to say though, everything you just said, that's why Punk to me always felt like he was in like the web of AEW. Like I could see it happening. Dude, I have to tell you, I misread Brian. So I didn't think there was a chance they get Brian. I I'm honestly have to say in my heart, I didn't think I can't believe that looks like it's gonna be a thing. I mean, it, it's a thing. That's gonna be crazy, man. The first time that he was a free agent and everyone was speculating. And I think I was still watching. I think I was kind of doing both then. If the, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I knew like he's going back to WWE. Like y'all yeah. have lost your mind. The second that press release came out that Total Bellas was canceled, I was like, ball game may have changed a little bit here. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I I never got confident, but I I remember telling you like, there may be a chance. Like sure. I wouldn't totally rule it out. And and then, yeah. I, I can't believe they actually pulled it. I mean, I guess I can. Um, I don't see why you would doubt Tony Khan anymore at this point. Like, the dude's clearly out of his mind um, in all the best ways. As I, I think I tweeted that. Like, he's insane. But, like, yes. in the way you want someone to be insane. Um, yeah. I, uh, 
Go ahead. They could mean that could mean yeah. Uh, I was going to just I was just going to say that I think that would be more likely if it was Sylvan Reynolds. But continue your point. What were you saying? I apologize. Um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> my <bad>. well, <laughs> and the, well, the thing with Brian that I think you know because I've seen people say it's not that big of a deal. Like he main evented WrestleMania yeah. this year, like. Mm-hmm. Three months ago, he was in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> like, that's in, has that ever happened before? It's craziness. Like, did, did, did Brett main event Mania in 97? Like, I, I don't know off the top of my head. No, because the Undertaker I... and uh, Sid main event. I mean, like, okay. I think Nash was maybe in the main event in 1996. No, because that was no. Brett and Sean. Yeah. That's yeah, never happened. That's insane. No, it's special. And, and that's the other thing is, and we talked about this on the show before, like, I think there's fun to be had in looking at the business side. Like, man, I have, we will always be like, ratings, hello, who needs them? And then we'll sit there and look at the attendance. We're like, oh my God, we, you look at this house. But like, can this be real, dude? If your first thought with Daniel Bryan is like, will he pop the rating? It's like, brother, I couldn't care. Who it's cares? the matches, the yeah. matches we're going to get, you know? Yeah. Also, you know, it's, it's a bit, I get it, but no one's going to pop the rating and that's fine. We could. <laughs> true. Well, to be fair, I mean, I think Punk's gonna Punk is gonna pop. They're, the I think the number for Rampage on his debut is gonna be higher than people think. And I'm not gonna throw a number out there because I yeah. could end up looking stupid. But yeah, that's fair. I think it's gonna be. I think Punk does a number. Does he? Is he a long term guy where they they're gonna start doing 1.5 million every week? Probably not. But but also you can't rule it out. Like. I punk and Brian, especially with both of them, like when they're both yeah. there, I think they're going to see a bump. I don't know if it'll be a huge bump, but I expect that their average will be a little bit higher. And and to be clear, like Joe just said, we talk about this, but I want to be like I don't really care. Like it's interesting, but I'm not like cheering for a good rating or like yeah. you know it doesn't impact my enjoyment of the show because if that does that for you, then I don't know what to tell you, but. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. Like, it's it's fun to kind of talk about and be like, hey, you know, look at how many tickets they're moving for this show. This is insane. But mm-hmm. all I really care about is why I like the show. Like, yeah. You know, WWE can sell out for SummerSlam. And, like, okay, I still don't want to watch it. So, I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with this since you get on, I I know we've broke away from the timeline here, but quickly to kind of uh, the you know wrestling timeline, not the Twitter timeline. I don't want to go back to that, but I wanted to get a quick idea. So you said, Matt, that you popped for Bray, be uh, losing to Bill. When was it for you that you realized? I think you've said this to me, like in the chat, but like for the sake of this here, when was it you realized? Oh, dude, I've defeated. Like I no longer care at all what goes on over there. I'm completely distant. Well. It, like I said, it started with the build to that WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing, honestly, was like, we just quit watching Raw. Like, I just kind of quit watching it. And then it was like, I slowly, I, for, well, here's the thing. And there it is again. Um, <laughs> I didn't necessarily stop watching it because I just hated it. I stopped watching it because I wasn't invested in it anymore. And so, for me, the way my brain works, I, I'm not going to watch it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, hey, let's throw on Raw. I'm either going to watch it or I'm not going to watch it at all. So what I've done is I don't watch it at all because I don't want to potentially 
get interested again and suddenly have to watch five more hours of professional <laughs> wrestling every week. Like, yeah. it's easier for me to just not care at all. Like, the way my brain works, I just had to shut it off completely and be, you know, I'm not going to watch. I don't even watch, like, the highlights and the YouTube clips. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I just have shut it completely out. And it's not because I think it's the worst thing ever. You know, I definitely, you know, it's it's not great for me personally. But, um, yeah, it's not like this hatred or <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just they lost me and I'm not going to go back. Um, I think like if something and I we used to talk about what would happen if AEW disappeared. And I think that's probably less of something we need to talk about anymore. But mm -hmm. I would probably just be done. Like, I don't foresee going back to. Yeah. watching WWE with any regularity. I just this a lot of the stuff that they do that bothered me, you know, you could ignore it when there was no other option. You're like, okay, well my choices are I can hate this and be mad about it, or I can find a way to like it because what else am I gonna watch? Like I don't want to watch Impact and I don't want to watch Ring of Honor. And but once I had an alternative, and it was like, well, I've got this other show I like. So now all this stuff that kind of bugged me, but I was ignoring, is like staring me right in the face. Yeah. Like, and it, that's what happened for me. And I, I'm sure there's other people too. Was once you got a true alternative, everything that you didn't like about the show became 10 times more glaring and much easier to, to let impact your enjoyment. Yes, I know I would agree with that. But when did you stop watching the WWF? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I do still watch Raw. Um, I get sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, usually, well, because you know the thing is, I don't watch like shows or whatever. So if I have three extra hours of free time every week, I'm just gonna like play video games or whatever, be a menace on the internet. Um, and I do that during Raw anyway. So it's like, I don't know, background noise, I guess. Okay. With, you, with that in mind, you being a menace on the internet, I need to get into this, Bob, because you've been a controversial topic today. Fair to say, Matt, right? I mean, we, you and I, we kind of saw something last night in Bob's behavior on Twitter. We called it out. We held him accountable, <laughs> right? We held it. I'm not going to name names here, guys. I don't want to get in trouble. What I'm going to say is I hold Bob in very high regard because he holds <laughs> people accountable. And last night, with the U.S. flag behind him, he threw all of that out of the window to root on the US of A. He had Toby Keith playing, <laughs> hand on heart, all of the above. Bob, what are your, do you have an apology to make here? Like, I mean, it was pretty embarrassing, man. I mean, last night, the timeline was, okay, you know what I'm going to say? Last night, the timeline was getting excited about Olympic wrestling because they assumed that one day the Olympic wrestler will be a WWE superstar. Holy shit, is Raw that boring these days, guys? <laughs> we care about one of the 150 people under the best the best part about that for me and joe rob it, it will go in some inside baseball is i don't think you fully comprehend how much joe and i were popping each other for that 10 minutes and the sad thing is like we had a legitimate point and you didn't know so it's like you know yeah. like but the fact of the matter was i can't believe how funny it, it was to us because Joe messaged me about it, and I didn't know what he was talking about either. Yeah. Just, uh, I had to Google it, and then I was like, oh, God. So I sent it to you right away, because I'm like, uh, <laughs> why is it, like, 
it's crazy. Like it's not even on his Wikipedia page. No, it's it's strange when you like get into it how underreported it was, both like at the time and currently, where you got like you know Triple H and whatever publicly it's, putting him over. It's almost like no one gives a shit about Olympic wrestling, and only you did because he's going to yeah. join the World Wrestling Federation eventually. Yeah, no, that's why I have to just stick with my basketball team and my unproblematic <laughs> favorite Kevin Durant. I, I have to be honest. I take no no shame in admitting this. I legit Bob. I, we're talking about the what's the guy's name? Gabe Gabe Stevenson. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I tweet Bob's tweeting about this guy, and I go, "Sorry to see you support this guy, Bob." And he goes, in the most innocent way ever, because he doesn't know. He goes, "Why is that, Joe?" And I say, "Google is your friend, Bob. You sorry piece of shit." <laughs> as soon as I sent, as soon as I hit sent, I swear to God, I'm not embarrassed to admit. I almost brought tears to my own eyes from my own tweet. And that is a level of gl- of just bliss you'll never experience. I mean, that is like, that's the, that's the peak of, it's, it's the one thing, man. Like, the best part about, amazed. like, the best part about this that we're talking about right now is now the people watching this are going to Google him and then we're going to look like pieces of shit for laughing about this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is, to be clear, this is completely divorced from the actual situation at hand. It was more about... Just getting Bob on something that I knew would make him like stop tweeting. That was basically the idea, right? We knew Bob would immediately retract it. He would just stop tweeting about it. But as always with Matt and I, if we want to make a point about a certain side of Twitter, we'll just use Bob as our like dummy, right? So we just <laughs> so we just start pointing the pressure on this thing. There's no need for it. It's completely wrong and it's immoral, but it's hilarious. So listen, I, I just want to get that out there. But I will say, and look, we can keep going here for a while longer because I've got an hour and have to do a real show apparently on YouTube. So seriously though, for all of the nonsense that we go up to, and much I'm being a dick to Bob on here and you know I'm making him talk for all of all of the dipshits on Twitter, yeah. how great have we like like Jack Crosby says this all the time, we've like rechanneled our section of Twitter. And now with the distraction, there are people in this chat that know everything we're talking about because it's become like this weird like podcast universe. It's fun now for us, right? Well the easy the fact that i'm even on here kind of sums it up <laughs> because like i can't even believe i'm doing this and <laughs> and and joe knows what i'm talking about you don't yet rob but like the dms that joe and i have been sharing for the last couple days like yeah like this is totally out of character for me which just speaks to like what we've built what you guys have built but yeah jack's right we've totally changed like this went from being like this insane section of WWF Twitter that, and it's, it's hilarious because now in retrospect, I totally understand why everyone hated us. Yeah. Like I totally get it. There's people I'm still blocked by people who like, I know that like, I agree with them now. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, like, and like, same. we could probably have good conversations about AEW, but I'm blocked because of some shit I tweeted in 2017 about, you know, uh, Dolph Ziggler being better than Kenny Omega, or, or God only knows what dumb shit I've tweeted. Um, yeah, like it's, but yeah, I mean, it's like the, I just remember uh, you guys started talking about me on fucking Twitch, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, oh yeah, no, you like, come up a lot. I'm a character on this show that I've never been on. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, I guess I've got to do it then, now. And then, then it was like, once the idea was there and it was like, okay, I'm going to do this, then it became, well, shit. If I'm going to do it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Jeremy? <laughs> Guys, what's, the, what's the weather, Jeremy? Ju- just want to say, 
wasn't my headline. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Rob, that Rob go look it up. Seems bad, right? Oh, By the no. way, speaking of headlines, now this is one for you to kind of tackle here, Matt, as the leader of the Auto Elite fleet. Did you see the news about Pete Dunn? Is you his contract this? coming up? It's coming up real soon, too. Where are you at on that, on the Pete Dunn? I mean, he'd be a great addition. I mean, here, this is the thing. We we talked about the roster. I do think right. there's a point where you're going to have to stop adding people or you're going to have to start getting rid of people. And I I really don't know that they're going to release people. I, I feel like they're going to wait and let people's contracts end. And I, I would have to guess that there's probably a group that's coming up. And so maybe you'll – I don't – like, have – I guess they released Jimmy Havoc. Um, have they released anyone? Like, they just let their contracts expire and they don't yeah. sign them. I don't think they've released anyone. And I have a feeling, like, that's going to be a concerted effort not to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, whether you want to argue that it's justified or not, like, I do think there's a concerted effort that, look, we signed these contracts, we're going to honor them. Um you know what I think, though? If someone is legitimately not happy there, I think they're more likely to get their release than they would be elsewhere. I agree with that. I think I think if someone asked, well, depending on the situation, I mean, you know, right. if you're obviously, but I think you're right. I think most of the time, if somebody went to them and said, hey, I, I want to be released, they'll probably release them, mm -hmm. um, especially if they don't really have plans for them, because they don't really. And I, I'm sure I'm going to get called on this and there's going to be people I'm forgetting, but I feel like almost everybody that's under contract is doing something like yeah. you're yeah. on, you're on dark or you're like, there's really not anyone that's just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. And I'm sure there's probably a few that I'm forgetting, but you don't really see the, that's the fundamental difference between the way they book their shows. Like, you don't have the person sitting in catering, coming to TV for six straight months because they don't do any, literally nothing. Mm -hmm versus yeah you're not on dynamite but you're on the youtube show and you're winning matches and you know if you choose not to care about the youtube show more power to you i'm not telling anyone oh you've got to watch dark i mean i think right. it's great but you yeah. don't have to watch it to follow the product um they do a pretty good job of you know making it somewhat matter like they do some stuff on there they do, but you also don't have to see it. Like you're yes. not going to turn into dynamite and be lost when something happens. Yeah. No, I've enjoyed. You know, when I've watched it, uh, I don't need to watch it every week. But you know, from what I've seen, it's been good. Well, the the thing is with this too is like, listen, I have every time we talk about this stuff, it feels like you want to qualify it with like, there's no such thing as a good corporation, right? Like, there's no yeah. morality in entertainment. It's like, hey guys, like let's all be honest with each other. Last night, 2.0 were on that show. And as far as I know, they signed five-year deals about 10 days before getting their release. Yes. Listen, I think we're allowed to say that she. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, granted, yes, there's no, there's no nice billionaire and all that good stuff. But it's <laughs> like, hey, man, maybe don't give guys contracts that you're that, like, non-committed. I mean, Gallows and Anderson's the famous he's on because they laid it out. Like, their pitch, let's never forget this, man. Like, Triple H's pitch to Gallows and Anderson was – here we can guarantee your future. That thing could go away. Like, Robert, it doesn't seem like a like a bad story now because they've landed about eighteen different promotions. But like, that's you know that's life changing shit. That decision burnt friendships for them. Granted, mm -hmm. they're they're the good brothers, so they eventually get their friendships back as soon as they got cut. Mm -hmm. But like, that's real shit. I think we're allowed to comment on it without being like 
scared of being, well, what about this? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean, that's something that you specifically brought up the past couple of days, like just the human side of all of it that I think a lot of people forget about. Yeah. And that's an important point. Like, these are all people who, you know, are probably working their dream job and then get fired from it. Like, they can be upset. Like, just fucking let them be, man. Dude, like, yeah. let if I get fired from my job... Like, I'll be upset, the, the, but I the mean, like... I'm going to fire off. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, of course, no one will give a shit. But seriously, like, this idea that they're supposed to be fine with it and, like, they're not... Like, come on, man. And, I, and my thing is, you can like the show without having to do all this other weird stuff. Like, we're, like, you're an employee. Like, I I would assume, I, I'm sure there's some people on, but most of us are, are employees. Like, we have jobs. This is their job. Mm -hmm. But then also for them, the part that a lot of us probably can't relate to is, like, this is their dream job. Yeah. Like, this is all they've ever wanted to do. And it didn't work out. And I think it's okay to be bitter. Yeah. Like, you like, don't you don't have to care like i don't need to see i don't need to watch you know 15 interviews of them burying the wwe i don't mm -hmm. i don't care i don't need to see that but if they need to do that to cope and to move on then let them do it it's not yeah. who cares it's not it's not hurting you no, yeah, you're right. Like, if I sat and I did nothing at my job all day, every day for, you know, six months or whatever, I wouldn't personally care. Like, right. But, you know, it's it's not a one-to-one -one situation. No, we also need to have the circumstances different for each. Like, you know, we bring up Buddy Murphy again because that's our guy. But, like, people have got to realize with dudes like that, man, he's transformed his life, yeah. you know? Like, he's an Australian dude that's come here to live in Florida to do this dream job you guys laid out. He's not cool with just wasting his career away, dude. Like mm -hmm. he wants to have a legacy. He wants to make it worth his while. And frankly, if you like, if people can't relate to that on a human level, what are we even watching for? Aren't we watching wrestlers that want to go out there and rock it every night? Like I am. I mean, I listen. I, we have so much fun with Kevin Nash, right? Like how much we have a world of fun. Listen, as great as it is for shooting of you guys, it like. If our enjoyment of wrestling needs those to give a shit about this stuff. I'm sorry. It just yeah. does. If everyone's no, like agree. Kevin Nash, I mean, I love Gallows, right? If everyone on AEW's roster was like Gallows, we wouldn't be having these great shows. <laughs> like, yeah. It is what it is. You need these lunatics. So I just, yeah, I find it puzzling. But I think, I don't know, Matt, maybe you can speak to this because we've kind of talked about it a little bit. I think there's an ideology thing about the way that some fans of wrestling, and it probably is the fans that know only WWE, the way they see wrestlers. Like, as these just sort of cogs, you know, like, right. like they don't, they don't kind of see them as like individual commodities the way that I think you and I in an, in an ideal world, that's what we want our wrestlers to be, man. They're the guys we're watching for. Does that make sense? It's, well, it's a weird that's, thing. A, that's a concerted effort that WWE made yes. for you. I mean, there's, it doesn't apply to everyone. There's a handful of guys who are outside of that, but for the most part, you weren't supposed to care. Like the, you're supposed to care about the company. That's the draw. Like, mm -hmm. It wasn't come see this, and like I said, there's you know Cena. Cena rose above that. I think I think Roman's there now, um, but for the most part, they're supposed supposed to be interchangeable, mm -hmm. which makes it even more fascinating because they have less turnover than ever. Like they created this system where you're supposed to not necessarily care who's on the show. Like who's on the show isn't the big deal it's the show the show is what you're supposed to care about but then they also at the same time have started keeping guys for 15 
years yeah. and more power. I mean, there was nowhere else to go. So, you know, and I, I, I don't begrudge, I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, Dolph Ziggler should get fired. Like, I'm not saying that, but there is a real thing of this guy's been on this TV show for 12 years. Like yeah. at what point, what can you do with them? That's interesting. Like I, I remember I tweeted out something about um, like when Miz won the title again, right? when he cashed your money in the bank, like it had been more time from Miz's debut to Miz winning that belt than from WrestleMania one to the end of the attitude era. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it, you can't fathom it. It doesn't make any sense when you truly sit down and think about it. And that, that'll be an interesting thing for AEW too, is I do think, I think wrestling, especially when they're on every week works better when you have turnover. Great. And so it would be great if we have, if these guys have the ability to go back and forth, like, you know, obviously I don't want, I want Hangman Adam Page to stay in AEW, but at the same time, seven years from now, maybe it would be good for him to go to WWE, you know, cause, cause you've done everything you need to do mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like, so, I mean, and that'll be the other, we, we talked about dream jobs and I, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but that'll be the other interesting thing is I think this generation, the guys who are just now getting into wrestling is WWE going to be the dream job anymore, you know, cause right. for years that was the dream. Like, and I know for, I mean, I know there's guys now who may have had better opportunities in AEW, but they went to WWE because that was the dream and whether it worked out for them or not, like, are you going to start to see that shift? Like that is going to be interesting. And we're years away from that because that's a generational change, Mm -hmm. but yes, that's long-term. That's really interesting to me. To that point, we were talking about TNA earlier. There are guys in TNA now that like genuinely say that was the wrestling they grew up on. Like how crazy is that to think about, right? They're yeah. like, even Paige was about to talk about that. He was like, man, being the TNA champ, tag champ meant a lot to me because I remember watching like, you know, beer money and shit when I broke in. So no, you're, you're absolutely right. I also think this is where the release conversation, and I try to get this across, but you can't do about something like an asshole because you're talking about people losing their jobs. It's like, there is, I would ideally not cut guys when they have four years left on a deal. Seems bad, right? Mm. But I, I do think there's something to be said for a booker just saying, Bray, you're a creative guy. There's nothing, man. Like, we've done it now twice. It failed. We have to move on. Unfortunately, it's the same booker <laughs> that made the mistakes. But I think I agree with you totally that a healthy industry is with guys bouncing around, man. Like, it gets stagnant. It gets awful. Stuff. I mean, Bob, you're the one that watches their product more than us. But, like, you can speak to that. Like, did you want Bray back on their TV person? Like, I get it if you say no. Braun, same thing, right? Yeah, no, I mean, at some was, point, you got to move on. Yeah, it was like, you know, especially kind of after WrestleMania, it's like, you know, where does Bray fit in here? Like, you know, they've done the Fiend stuff. It's very polarizing. Some people like it. It wasn't for me. Um, and it's just like, you know, where do you go from there? Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with, like, to be clear to any Bray fans out there, I would recommend against firing guy two days after he got cleared after giving his gimmick away to someone that he invited into his own character um, and all that stuff. But, you know, they are mere details in the <laughs> in the poor story of Bray Wyatt. So I get that. But, like, generally, if you have nothing for people, you know, let them move on, I guess. I don't know. Like, like maybe that's a cynical outlook. But as you said, Matt, that's kind of when wrestling's been at its best, right? You've not got nothing in the territory, move on. Yeah. My thing is, if you're signing these guys to contracts, yeah, then, then that's – and it's kind of the same thing. 
we see the same thing in sports. I know, Rob, you'll be able to speak to this. Like, you see it with football specifically. Like, these fans get absolutely furious at these players for holding out for more money when they all you signed a contract. But at the same time, these teams release these guys yeah. like that. Yeah. You're gone. Exactly. So I, it's always hard for me to, you know, if they want to go, because some of these guys are happy. Like, let's be honest. Some of these people who have been released were like, yeah, I was upset for a day. And then I was like, well, holy shit. Like, yes, I, I, I remember Buddy Murphy specifically said, you know, weight lifted off of his shoulders. Like, so great, you know, that, but there are people who are legitimately upset about this. And like, I can't, I can't imagine it. Like I've got bills to pay and your paycheck's gone. Mm. And yes, I mean, they make considerably more money than me. So I, there's a, but it's still your paycheck's gone. Like that, (laughs) that's not nothing. Like, so this idea that, that we can't relate to them is insane. But yeah, I agree. I, and I don't, the last thing you want to do is, is, campaign for shorter contracts but at the same time you almost wonder unless you're like a top guy maybe you need to stop signing these guys to such long deals and Mm -hmm. and be a little bit more realistic about the promises that you can make to them and but that could also only get worse because if there's more competition you're going to see more of that like if you're if you're competing with each other then you're going to start offering people stupid stuff and then not honoring it so I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's not nearly as cut and dry as we act like it is. Yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest problems with Twitter as a whole is you know you've got you've got 280 characters and, and you know it lacks nuance. Yeah, and then and then we get mad that it lacks nuance when <laughs> it's like of of course it does. Like I can't. You're either writing a 20 tweet thread or mm-hmm. your take lacks nuance. <laughs> like that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean it's. It's insane to me how much talent they've released this year. Like they're yeah. and that's the other like we'll bounce to that topic. The people oh, they're just signing all these ex WWE guys. A f- fucking course they are. Like you're handing them all this talent. Yeah. Like you're not they're not supposed to sign them because they were in WWE. Like when Cody said we don't want you know to be dominated by XW or whatever his exact quote was, I'm sure he didn't know that you were gonna be releasing <laughs> Yeah. 12 guys who are who can make a difference yeah and people will be like, like oh you know it is just like tna but you know when tna was like at its peak it was when they were bringing in like kurt angle and christian and rhino and you know the top guys instead of for sure but like we have to be like in the last decade wwe have signed talent they have they were legit never looked at before yeah. Yeah. like guys like andrade and Espada, that is very much a product of the nxt way of recruiting right where mm-hmm. it's like wrestler signed I mean, not even a hot wrestler, dude. If guys could take a flat back bump at Bowler, they were fuck, they were in, you know. And then that's a failure of that system. So you're you're both absolutely right. It's a matter of talent. Like the idea of none of us are big Alistair Black guys, Malachi Black guys, but like, would you watch him last night, dude? It's like mm. imagine not signing this dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He looked like a megastar last night, which is I don't want to make it so you know I don't want to go back to Fed Dead and all that stuff, but like. Sometimes the guys have to leave that system for you to realize how great they are. Miro mm-hmm. took a while with Miro. Yeah. Look at Miro now, dude. I mean, he's how good was that match last night, dude? Matt, how great was that? Oh, I know man. that's probably your street too, but Matt, go ahead. I saw a couple, and I saw a couple people tweet uh that that it should have been a squash. And I can understand the argument for that, but I loved what they did. Yeah. Like he he made because Lee Johnson is good. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's stuff he still needs to improve on, but he's he's super young. Um, I mean, that kid's good, and Miro made him look legitimate without hurting himself. That's the key: is you can make people look good without hurting yourself. Like, I don't feel like Miro. I don't think any less of Miro than I did last night. But yet, you think a little bit more of Lee Johnson now. You're like, you know, give this kid some time. Um, and I yeah. think that's. That's the thing that they're very good at is you can look at things logically and and not be punished for it. Like there's they talk about these guys who they use on dark as enhancement talent and then eventually they get signed. How is it not believable yeah. that that Lee Johnson got better over 25 matches on dark Mm -hmm. and so he's winning now because he got better like that's that makes sense like this idea that that you're buried is ridiculous you're only buried if they choose to keep you that way like the story the story of an enhancement talent getting better improving at their craft and now they're winning and they tell that story on commentary too if you listen to them like they will talk about how much better lee johnson has gotten like that makes sense. You can have these guys lose a lot and then turn around and make them matter. That's what pro wrestling is. Like, and that's the thing that drives me nuts about what WWE, like you, you don't just have to slot guys forever. Like all you have to do, and it's not always going to work, but all you have to do is tell the crowd that this person matters and actually back it up with your actions. And you can rehabilitate almost anyone, but you Mm -hmm. have to really do it. And you have to commit to it, and you have to present them that way. Yeah. And one company's pretty good at that, and the other one, not so much. Yeah. You know, they lose interest after two weeks, and mm-hmm. then they're right back where they were before. Well, that's and that's the thing with Miro. Like, I didn't really care for what he was doing the first, you know, three no. or four months he was there. But now it's like, you know, he's a completely different guy. So yeah, best stuff of his career. I mean, I think one of my favorite things that he did with Lee Johnson though was that match where he got his first win. And I, I know it was very showy and it was very Cody, right? Like to do this yeah. big, but like, how great did that make the mid card guys look on the roster? Like, look how much it meant to get a win in the right. major leagues. Like, there's a hierarchy, and, and I talk a lot about this idea that, and you know, I know people hate when AEW praise becomes WWE comparisons, but like, let's be honest, guys, that's the game. You know, yeah. like that's where we're at now. Okay, it is what it is. I love that, like. Dude, if the Young Bucks get pinned in a tag match, it is like you've seen the greatest team ever fall victim. Like, you know, it's, it's, when Eddie and Penta beat those dudes, do you remember how chat that night? We was like, oh, shit, we, they got them, you know? And I'll be honest with you, and they – I still didn't – I still would rather they just not do it at all. But yeah. <clears throat> if you're going to do it, you do it so sparingly. Yeah. Like, that was – and I remember that specifically because you saw those tweets – Oh, well, if WWE does this, everyone right. says it's bad. Well, yeah, because they do it 25 times a year, <laughs> and this is the first time they've ever done it. Like, there is a difference. Um, but I do, I mean, it is natural to compare them. And yeah, and I, I will also say that I think, um, and I will even admit it for myself, AEW had a lower bar to clear because of the environment that yeah. has been created you didn't you don't need to be perfect to look good because you're going up against something that's that's not that focused mm-hmm. like whether you liked i 
I don't like I, I don't want to get too far into burying them, but like <laughs> I think I think Rob, you'll agree with this. Like if you like the show still, you like the talent on the show, you know, you like I think you'd still pretty safe to admit that they're not the best at focusing and and having everything, you know, being clearly planned out for you know, I don't think anyone could argue with that, I would hope. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, as funny as it is, like Karen Cross probably shouldn't be losing on a weekly basis right. on television. I, it's it's hilarious. No one cares because you know it's Karen Cross. Yeah, he's a, he's an idiot. But yeah. I, you're absolutely right. Yeah, but so like, like in, go ahead. Sorry. No, in theory, like you shouldn't be doing that. No, so I mean, can can we talk ahead, about like seriously? If you want to be and this, can how ridiculous is it that this guy is main eventing a takeover yeah. show as their champion? He's and he's pitiful. losing on Raw. <laughs> and this is where you realize, Matt, is like this is where their their bar is at with that audience is it's not even really a discussion anymore. Because yeah. it's so people are so used to it that Samoa Joe is my favorite wrestler ever. Okay. His comeback match is supposed to be him trying to slay the unbeatable destroyer. I've just watched that guy lose twice on TV in the last three weeks. And and I'm if I actually voice that as a criticism, people would be like, oh, it doesn't matter, he sucks anyway. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> but it's and, and that's the thing is you can't so like I mentioned the Bucks a minute ago, right? We're going all over the place, but this is this is fun. So I said about the Bucks, and when they lost, they did this thing, they said they haven't been pinned in over a year. Okay, wow, that's special. I'll never forget when those forgotten dipshits go. I shouldn't even say that. When Ryak had, you know, before he ruined their gimmick, Paul Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, dude, they came up. They beat New Day in like two weeks in. Mm-hmm. Just beat them. And I go, man, I wouldn't beat the greatest tag team in the promotion's history like that, you know? And someone would inevitably say, they'll be fine. I know. <laughs> I know they'll be fine. My point is very simple is, can it matter to beat someone on this damn show? You know, what is the point? At the end of the day, if even someone like New Day, who we all love, no one is a bad person about New Day, right? If we always have to qualify everything with, well, they'd be fine anyway. Wouldn't they be even more fine if they just didn't lose to mid-card? Not even mid-card. Job of tag teams. Like, they're, they're the bottom of the rung. And it's just, it's frustrating that, like, because it isn't a promotional destroyer and they're still going to get a lot of money from NBC, we can't talk about how it's done. Like, look, let's be honest, guys. Does it matter that Karrion Cross is losing those matches? Not all. No. NXT is going to do 600K regardless. It's fine. No. Is it good? Definitely not. <laughs> It's dumb. It makes no sense. That's. I mean, that was always the thing: is you get you get punished for giving a shit. Yes. Like the key is to not give a shit, and that's fine if that's the way that you. And I, I did it. Like you didn't have a choice, so I did it. But like, it's much more interesting when stuff matters. (laughs) Like, well, yeah, yeah, no, and that's you know part of the reason that I've like always flock to a guy like Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns currently, because it actually, you know, if they lose, it's going to feel like a big deal. Well, and here, and here's a, I'm going to go back to this because I remember getting so mad about it. Do you remember when Lashley beat Roman clean? Oh my God, dude. On, that on was like the end. View, yeah. And then the, well, it was the yes. next night, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Like, no one got over. <laughs> it's like, why did you do this then? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, don't know. By the way, that was when you and I were the only guys that liked Bob. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like I was on my own, and then you joined me. 
And now, like, if I said anything bad about Bob, we'd be like complete, you know, lunatics. <laughs> like, but he's a good example of a guy where it's like, let's be real, man. man. If his run just ends at some point, and you or I was like, man, they fucked up Lashley again, <laughs> people will go, he sucks, bad promo. Well, look at Bob Lashley. You can get Bob Lashley over. You just got to try a little bit. And that of good credit to him. They've done it, but it should have happened years ago. And I want to bring up something about him specifically, too. You know, you guys weren't really paying attention, like, over the fall and earlier this year when he was U.S. champion. He was just, you know, winning every week on Raw. People were like, oh, you know, he's boring. Why does he need to win I remember that. It's like... Because they're clearly like gonna do something bigger with him. Like yeah. I know he shouldn't be U.S. champion, and why shouldn't he win every? He's a winner. He matters. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're establishing he's more important than these other dipshits. That's the yeah. point. Exactly. But that that also points out. God, we've turned this into the WWF show, and that's the last thing I wanted to do. But that goes back to the point of look. I can see both sides there because maybe he didn't need to win on TV every week mm. like it wouldn't bother you nearly as much if he only if it was twice a month instead of every week and that's that's one of the biggest things that got old like, yeah and that and that's like they had such a big roster and they still do but there it's like it it's all contradictory to me like you have built this thing where wwe is the draw not the talent mm-hmm so why does the same talent need to be on TV every week? Yeah. And then and then it'll be like, oh, their roster's too. No, it's not. Like you've got all these people at your like all yeah. these people you can use. Like you don't need to be on Raw every week. Mm-hmm. Like the top guys, yes, but maybe not wrestle. Like you know, Kenny Omega does not wrestle on Dynamite every week. Mm-hmm. Like he's on almost. There's been a couple weeks where he hasn't been, even been on. And to me, that's good. Like, I, I, I think that's a good thing. There's people who will say that's bad. Like, oh, he's the champion. You know, he should be on all the time. I don't think that you need to put people on TV every week. I don't – like, there's this belief that you're going to forget about them. Mm-hmm. Like, they do stuff where somebody's not on TV for three weeks and then they're back on TV and they're doing the same thing. The story continues, but it's three weeks later. Yeah. And it's like, and people will complain about that. And to me, it's like, that makes perfect sense. Like they haven't been, they weren't, they weren't on the show. They, Mm -hmm. so, so they weren't on the show. Now they're back on the show and they're still mad at this guy that they were mad at before. That makes perfect sense to me. Like (laughs) that's how, I mean, I don't watch MMA, but isn't that how MMA works? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't, right. you're not on TV and I'm not, you, they should never be the same. I'm not saying that, but mm-hmm. like, to me, that makes sense. Like you don't have to hammer the story home every week. Yes. Like, you, yeah. you can take a week off. You can, you know, there can be times where you got a match on dark. And so you're not worried about this guy that you're in a deal with. That's fine. That's okay. But they go back to it most of the time. Yeah. Now yes. there has been, you know, and that goes back to you know with the qualifiers, they're not perfect. Yes, there's been stuff that they've just totally dropped. Yeah, and that's that's right? wrestling, right? Like <laughs> wrestling, exactly. Yeah. Is ways. By the way, I wanted to say, look, Matt, I think we can run the, uh, we can run, we can run the announcement here, right, yeah. Matt? This is the greatest podcasting debut in the history of recorded podcasting, folks. You guys will know that I've been recently doing these dynamite pre-show things. They will now be full time. You, what was the name you had, Matt? You had a logo. Fleet, Fleet Week. Fleet Week, <laughs> and the logo is glorious. 
that is now Fleet Week. I'll be joined every week for Dynamite Pie by Matt, the confirmed shoot. And we will talk C shows and then we'll kind of look ahead to the A shows, right? I guess will be our weekly cycle. And that will be probably around this length as we wind down here because I have to do like the other show, which is going to be interesting at this point. But um, yeah, so that's the thing. By the way, um, Joel Pearl references it here. Uh, guys, we should probably stop our endorsement of the Jeff Jarrett, seemingly Jeff Jarrett project. Uh, seems bad, folks. That's all I'm going to say. Seems. Seems real bad. I will not get into that here, but it doesn't seem too good for our friend Double J. Now, okay. I don't know anything we, about that, but I'll explain, I'll explain off the air. I'll explain off the air. Um, we'll we'll wrap up here. Let's all you know this. You know, I'll I'll put a bow on things a little bit. I touched on it earlier. There was a time for me where talking about wrestling online was brutal, and I have to say there are a couple of days where it's still that way. But like the way that we've kind of, as we said, we kind of like made this weird little subverse, you know, yeah. man, it's so fun. It's the, honestly, like I'm a little like, younger than you guys, believe it or not. And like genuinely, I have never experienced time like this in my fandom. It's the shit that I used to watch on the documentaries and think maybe that will come back one day. Mm -hmm. It's the coolest man. And it's better for talking to guys like yourselves. And Bob, I know I mess with you a lot. You're part of that too. I love when Bob DMs me during Dynamite and goes, this show's good, right? I'm like, oh, it's yeah. great, Bob. You, know, it's the you, can, you can enjoy it. You can have fun with it. So I wanted to thank you both. Jack too, obviously, who can't be here. But it's great, right? What a time, guys. Seriously, what a time. Yeah, no, um, you know, not to put ourselves over, but this show in particular was excellent. I didn't know what to expect coming into it, and we've just yes. we've had a great time, and I hope people have enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, I spent, like, the first 10 minutes of this going, like, this was a huge mistake. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I got comfortable, and, yeah, this was fun. And I've needed – I've told you this, Joe, like, because, yeah, I don't tweet about wrestling that much, and, and uh, for anyone who follows me because of this, I apologize in advance. Um and, and I may not follow you back right away because I'm really bad about that, but be patient with me and, and reply to me a few times and I'll get to it eventually, I promise. But um, yeah, I need this outlet because right. wrestling is more fun when you have people to talk to about it. And most of my friends that I've always talked about wrestling with don't watch AEW. Mm -hmm. Like I've been trying, you know, like I talked about my sister, I've been trying to get her to watch it and I'll send her clips and like she pops for him, but then she doesn't watch it. And I'm just like, damn it, man. Like, <laughs> so yeah, the more people we can get, but yeah, I, I think it'll be fun to talk about this every week and you know, we'll see, maybe we'll drive everyone crazy and I'll quit in a month, but, uh, no, it'll be good. So <laughs> at confirm shoot is the Twitter, right, Matt? At confirm yes. shoot, iconic Twitter username, Bob, there's, you do like podcasts and shit. Could promote some of that. Yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter at Robert O'Neill thirty one. Um, do not recommend that. Yeah, no, it's not great. If you, if you would like to see how um, um, definitely criminal, <laughs> definitely criminal Olympic athletes are getting on, please follow Robert <laughs> No, it's fine. We're past that. We're Kevin Durant exclusive now. Um, if Kevin Durant ever does anything bad, it's going to really... No, he's, just, he's just online, man. I respect KD. He's, oh, he's just one of us, man. Yeah, he's one of us. He really is. Um, you know, to preview the corner three, we do have a big Kevin Durant section today. Um, wow. So, yeah. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. So, yeah, no. There you go, folks. So um, I think you're going to be hearing from the confirmed shoot sooner than you realize, but you'll be seeing him on here every Wednesday now moving forward. Um, this has actually been great. Now, seriously, guys, this has been a wonderful time. So, folks, 
I will see you in about 20 minutes over on YouTube. Um, wherever you're watching this, I hope you enjoyed it. We will speak.